Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm excited to have on the call today Eric Bakey, who is a direct response copywriter and a conversion copywriter who uses visuals and cartoons to communicate direct response marketing strategies for small business owners. And he helps bridge the gap between strategy and results. And in today's conversation, we talk a little bit about direct response copywriting, but where we really dig in is how Eric made the transition from being a veteran, an army veteran, to the world of self-employment and to business owner. And so we kind of dig into his journey. And one of the things that I found uh, most interesting, and I would say like that stuck out to me as I think one of my biggest learning lessons from our call was how Eric actually generated his first few high-paying clients. And he did it by writing letters, physical letters, and sending them to people that he thought would be his best clients. So he created a list of his top 100 potential best clients and wrote letters to them. And within a month, he booked up his entire calendar. And I thought this was so interesting because it's in very much the same way that I've kind of built my own client roster and how I continue to get clients. I get a lot of referrals, but a lot of times it's by reaching out to people individually, establishing a relationship first. And I do that through digital marketing, through emails and through videos and stuff like that. But I really liked Eric's approach to sending physical handwritten letters. And so that's just one small part of this whole conversation, but definitely the thing that stuck out to me. So inside this conversation, you're going to learn a little bit about direct response copywriting, how Eric made the transition from uh, full, you know, army veteran to full-time self-employed entrepreneur, how he's scaling his business and how he made that transition from doing, say, direct response copywriting for clients, the implementation piece, to making that transition to more the strategy consultant advisor space, which of course I think is is the ambition of a lot of people who I speak to who are doing implementation. It's how do I get out of the commodity business, right? How do you set yourself apart? So a lot of great stuff in today's conversation, and I really hope you enjoy. Eric, so the way I want to kick it off today is give us a little bit of context into how you got to what you're doing today, which I believe started in the military. So I want to hear a little bit about your transition and that path that led you to the stuff you're doing in direct response copywriting and your business that you're building today. Sure. Uh, so I joined the army right after high school as a engineer and I learned how to blow stuff up and mop floors and uh, got to deploy to some of the craziest places in Iraq. I was in uh, Ramadi with, with Jocko Willink and Leif Babin and um, that was really, it, it shaped how I viewed the military and what was possible. And uh, so actually thought I could make a little bit more money in the civilian world, but learned that my military skills didn't really uh, transition into the civilian world as effortlessly as I thought. And my hard charging, um, you know, crazy idea for the world coming to me at bended knee when I got out was not realistic. I had to start all over again as a construction apprentice in the elevator industry. Luckily, I knew that's not where I wanted to stay and work my way up to the executive level of construction management within a pretty short amount of time. And uh, I still, I knew was building someone else's dream and not mine. And I um, saved up enough money to sell everything up and sell everything off in my life and uh, go off into this world of entrepreneurship. And I had no idea what that meant. And I'm still kind of figuring it out as I go along. So give me a, a sense of the the times uh, the timeline here. So 2011, you you got out of the army, right? And then Correct. and then when did you start what you're doing, kind of right now? Like what was what was the in between? So about three. Okay. Th I've been doing this for about three years. I, I started actually. I wrote a book on 
um, body weight strength training. And it was the fastest way to get unbelievably strong without going to the gym. And I learned you had to sell a lot of $15 books if you wanted to make any money, especially because I had a, a, uh, a lifestyle of earning six figures in the, in the executive world. And so I had to shift pretty quickly to teaching the online marketing and direct marketing stuff that I had been using to sell my book to teach uh, personal trainers and and the offline businesses how to turn themselves into clicks and bricks businesses. So using internet marketing to make the doors swing and phones ring was kind of the the pathway to what I'm doing now. And so it was this, it sounds like the first thing you moved into then if I'm not mistaken or if I'm understanding this correctly was the direct response piece. And so you started writing, you started doing that. So tell me a little bit about how you got into that. Like, were you self-taught and then how did you start kind of testing your chops? Um, was it with clients or for your own products or services or what? Yeah, so I had a blog. I'd always been fascinated with online marketing after ever since reading. Um, I think everybody kind of got into this, the four hour work week. I was working third shift at BWI airport, scraping human filth out of a escalator hit. And, uh, I, on my lunch break, I, re I read this thing called online marketing and affiliate marketing, outsourcing, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, wow, maybe maybe I should be looking more into this. So I started a blog and started doing affiliate marketing. And uh, I, really, I didn't have a product. So I was always at the mercy of my clients or really imaginary clients and trying to create something out of nothing. I just couldn't get it together. So I just created my own product, which is a book. On, I've always been into fitness. And people always ask me about how I uh, I trained and I, so I wrote a book and uh, started pushing the book out and um, you know I, I really like my publisher but after the initial book launch they don't really do a whole lot for you as far as continuing to market the book or the building the back end beyond the book so um, it was a you know it was a widget basically that I could hold up and talk about but really I, I always knew that I wanted to do more than just sell a book and it was always I, I wanted to work with I didn't want to build your biceps. I really wanted to build the business beyond your book, beyond my book and build the business beyond whatever we were talking about. Because the people who hire personal trainers, especially online personal trainers, those people are kind of uh, self-selecting executive types and that they can afford to spend the kind of money that, you know, to have the personalized attention. I figured I could help you grow something else too. So you, that's okay. That's where you got started. Tell me a little bit about that transition then to, to that, because obviously you, this is kind of a similar thing I went through from the military to, to what I do where I didn't have any necessary, I didn't have any real applicable skills for the civilian world. Uh, and so I had to kind of just figure things out and create things from scratch, and then build up a portfolio of work to, to prove that I had skill sets in, in the things that I wanted to be doing. So it was like a long, arduous journey for sure. So tell me a little bit about how you kind of have made this transition now to kind of working on the behind the scenes and the business capacity and what that, what that looks like. Yeah, well, the I spent a lot of time. I I was proud of my military background, but then when I went into the civilian world, it didn't apply. So I was, I, I eventually I didn't want to talk to the guys at the bar about my my deployments and what I did and whatever. It just it frustrated me. So I kind of hid that and I just focused on the things I was really good at. And I, I went away from trying to identify myself as this you know hardcore airborne air assault combat engineer. And uh, so I, I pushed that stuff away. And then I, as I went into the business world, more people were interested in the fact that, oh, yeah, I, I have I built a bridge over the Euphrates River under rocket attack. And maybe if I could do that, I could create some 
force multiplying marketing for you. And like it, I kind of just kept on playing off the military stuff that I had hidden away because it wasn't applicable really. I was actually more, uh, I wanted them to see my ability to perform under pressure in the civilian world, which is, which to me was actually more impressive. And uh, what they all wanted to hear, again, wanted to hear war stories. So uh, I've now I've played off that in my brand and my units saying when I was in the military was fast and rugged. And that's kind of how I have taken approach to my, my copywriting business and, uh, and playing off all of, all of the old military stuff and how do we turn it into something that's um, applicable to what I'm doing now. So tell me about how you're kind of marketing and selling yourself and selling your services. Like how do you get traffic leads and sales for something like this? I think that's always like one of the hardest things for any kind of entrepreneur, freelancer, uh, solopreneur, anybody who's really, and especially anyone who is offering any kind of service, you have to be able to execute, implement, but you also have to market and sell yourself. And so it's this kind of this always is kind of constant conflict or friction between the two of marketing and selling and then performing and delivering. So tell me how you, how you do that and how you balance the two. Well, I think this is something you'd be familiar with. It started with my commander's intent. I wrote down on a piece of paper, my vision, my goals, my strategy, and then I let all that dictate my tactics. Um, I first, as a copywriter, uh, it's a, it's a commoditized thing. You can go get copy for $5 on, on the, the interwebs. You know, I, I never wanted to, look like one of those people because I wanted to charge a lot of money out the gate because I knew I was going to care more about the product, care more about my clients, and then be a champion for their customers. So I knew right off the bat that I was not going to be like one of these online um, freelancers. So I never I positioned myself that way whatsoever. I've created a category of one, and the people that want to work with me are only want to work with me, and they don't care what it costs in order for me to, to do it. I also I created systems and processes to be scalable, but also have clear deliverables at each way so that if, if they get pissed off at me or I want to fire them or, or anything that happens, because I mean, all partnerships eventually fizzle where the project's done and they're ready to move on. Or, um, but ideally, they're, they're, I don't need a lot of clients because when I'm helping them make a lot of money, I'm also making a lot of money. But I still, I spend two hours a day exclusively doing business development and I, I believe in direct mail. I believe in uh, telemarketing. I believe in doing all the old school stuff, the simplest, easiest way and not, I don't believe in passive income. I, I've tried that, that thing and I know it works for some people, but for me, I just want to get after it. My default's aggressive. And, uh, I go, uh, I, I if you can't make money in your own backyard, you, you're never going to make it on the internet. So I just literally can walk down the street and take kind of a Grant Cardone <laughs> approach and who's got my money, man. Like there's money all around you. And if you can, show other people how to get what they want. You can have as much as money as you want. So what would you say? Well, with all that in mind, I, I like, I agree with that. I, I think it's all, you know, these, these are useful concepts and yet making them practical and, and kind of the pragmatic approach to it, making them tangible is, is always that more difficult leap. So how does it manifest for you? Because you're saying, okay, well, I'm only taking on certain clients, like, and these only these clients are going to be paying me a lot of money, and and they don't care what it costs. So it's like, well, well, how does that manifest? Like, how do you do that? Because a lot of people are going to be wondering, well, yeah, I'd love to be in that position. So, well, what's what's the how behind that? How do I actually do that and get people that are willing to pay premium or whatever it looks like? And so, give us a little bit behind the scenes on that. All right, step one through five. One, you you figure out who it is and who you are, who you want to serve. 
and the, the part of who you want to serve is to write down 100 dream clients. There's a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. He, he mentions uh, this dream 100 clients. If you could only work with 100 of your dream clients and you, there were the only 100 or more transactions that could occur in your business, who would they be? And so I've bowed into my dream 100 and I started right at the top. I started I, for, uh, for $63. I mailed a letter to each one of my 100 dream clients and, and figured out how could I serve them. I wrote down um, uh, 10 ideas for each one of them. And within the first month of doing it, I committed that I was going to do this for three months. Write, write one letter to my dream 100 clients once a month for three months is what I decided I was going to do. And within the first month, I got three of my people to call me and say, what do we need to do to work together? So I did the unscalable thing of writing a handwritten note and thinking about what is the vision for my dream 100 client and how could I bring value to them and simply reached out to them. Um, so I've continued this practice of writing letters, uh, sales, I mean, it's ultimately their sales letters, um, as well as creating content and doing webinars and podcasts and just being a person of value, uh, going to, uh, events and marketing myself completely different than anybody else. I, I have my book. I'm working on a, a second book. Um, I have special reports. I do all the stuff that, that like, I'm not recreating the wheel. I've, I'm just looking at what are successful marketers like Dan Kennedy and what did Gary Halbert do and uh, my heroes, what, are, what did they do? And I'm just copying my way to success. So for the the process of getting clients you, you did like definitely, it sounds like a direct sales approach that was personal, uh, personal outreach to these people thinking through kind of what you believe their, what their goals are, which usually isn't that complicated, but it takes some time. Like you have to put some thought into it for sure. And I think a lot of people don't do that. So, so kudos on that, but you developed essentially were able to, to articulate what that vision is, that they had that you perceived that they had and then you offered up ways that you could actually help them achieve that and you did this through a handwritten note and you sent this out to how many people did you send it out to how many people responded i i was committed to sending 10 a week and i was getting out to one i 100 of my dream clients and by the time i even got to month one i was already booked solid by the end of month by month one Okay, so you sent out 40. How many people was that? How many people said yes or responded? I'm really curious about the numbers behind this. I got three people uh, in my first month, and I, I could not handle more than five, I knew, since I was writing my own stuff too. And I, I created, uh, the, the first step was to, to do basically a half a day of consulting. It was, they were only on the hook for an hour of their time, but I was going to secret shop the competition, put together a complete report, draw out their, their what makes them truly unique, what their true unique selling proposition is, because often like, you, you only have access to your true self through your friends and your enemies. So they needed someone who could, they could take a pragmatic and third party approach. And since I knew their material already, I, I read their books and uh, paid a lot of the, for the courses and done all this stuff over the last you know, 10 years of studying this stuff. Um, I knew that I could offer them something that they, that no one really in their own wheelhouse really would give them that kind of information. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's like, I almost think to myself, like, I almost wonder, this is just me brainstorming out loud. Like if some, if, if there would be freelancers who are listening to this right now, 
or or we'll say service professionals who are like trying to get clients and it's like would pay somebody to write these letters for them and send them out to their potential clients you know <laughs> i wonder if that's the thing because like and i i'm kind of laughing about it as i think because i'm like i bet there is actually a market who would do this because i hear this and i think this is this is absolutely my approach too although i don't do the handwritten note my my handwriting is would i think speak less of me if i sent a handwritten note they'd be like is this who is this kid um but like, so I do it through email and through, you know, video and stuff like that online, but the direct sales approach to getting clients. And I've always been more, I guess we'll, let's use a military term here, more like a sniper than like a shotgun approach to this and saying, yeah, just like you said, who are the people you'd actually like to work with and where can you add value? And then kind of building that relationship over time. So, but I love that. And I think to myself, it's like, why don't more people do that? Now for you, you did it. You got some results. Is this something you continue to do to reach out individually? Or are there other ways that you're growing your business now? Or is this still kind of a foundational element of your kind of freelancing consulting biz business? So I, I believe in being in the trenches and doing the thing, not just prescribing uh, a, an approach to, to anybody. So I, I believe in there's 93 different ways to ask for a referral per Jay Abraham. And I've got, you know, I consistently do about 10 and uh, studying a very successful $100 million a year supplement company. They continue to do the unscalable, uh, which is handwritten notes and phone calls to each one of their people. Um, paper and ink newsletter, which is, uh, I'm working on launching that, is going to be gifted to my uh, Dream 100 clients, as well as the, the clients I have already worked with in order to stimulate more referrals and pass along value and show that we're, I'm still growing my business and doing it in a unique and different way and doing old school stuff that still matters. It's still tangible. Um, I'm kind of a Luddite, even though I'm a digital marketer and I do all kinds of um, the things that are fancy and, and video sales letters and webinars, all this kind of stuff. I still do the least uh, technology thing in order to get results because I, I want to measure everything. I don't believe in, like you were saying, uh, taking a shotgun approach. I want to get extremely targeted and and uh, focus on, I'm, I mean, basically I'm a persuasive bean counter. If it's, something's not working, I'm going to see it quickly and change it. Um, and I, I get I nerd, into, I nerd out on the numbers. I get really into the weeds on what's working for myself and what's working for my clients. And I don't think you should ever stop growing your business. Um, so I'm, I'm getting after it every day. What, um, and, and with what you're doing, are you still kind of essentially what, what people might call like a solopreneur? Is it just you? Um, do you have any employees or contractors that you work with and, and in what capacity and what does that look like for you in the, in the future and going forward? So I did have some employees that, uh, I was doing a, a Facebook, a social media marketing business and, uh, I, you know, revenues were much higher when I had multiple people working for me. And I looked at it, my profitability was much lower. And as much as this is kind of a, a lifestyle business, I really like the consulting and the one-on-one the -on -one approach and getting on the same side of the desk with a CEO and not just being a vendor, but being a, a trusted advisor and a preeminent um, strategic person for them. And so I quietly work behind the scenes of some of my heroes that have taught me a lot and then seeing the results of what they're doing combined with what I'm doing I get to implement stuff that I think that if they if they won't believe me that, that they don't trust me to do something uh, I get to try it out on my own and with my own people and my own stuff and 
and uh, figured out the hard way because I'm still kind of a, a blunt object from Baltimore and I have to learn the hard way. What what are you doing in terms of like, or what, what do you think is like the, I guess, how do you, how do you maintain um, where you're at right now in terms of like uh, uh, growth? Like, I think this is one of the things I see people struggle with is, you know, the balancing. We kind of talked about this a little bit in, in another context, this, this friction between the marketing sales and the, the delivery. So now with where you're at, with the number of clients you have, how do you continue to like, in, in how do you like organize your work schedule or, or your actions, your activities so that you can still deliver kind of still being, you know, a solo person as, as an advisor, um, and then also still continue to get new clientele you know, how do you, how do you focus on the delivery piece of it to make sure that's still top quality and, and you get say referrals from that and it ends up being a successful engagement? So I believe marketing is being as human as possible. So I have, uh, I have both a three prong approach to business development as well as, uh, four different goals in my life. I've got my health goals, wealth goals, love goals, and contribution goals. And so I journal twice a day, making sure I'm doing a three-prong attack to my business, which I'm working on one-on-one consulting. I have training opportunities and workshops, and then I have leveraged products, um, which is the, the, the commissions on the sales that I make and royalties on my copywriting and um, books and courses, all that kind of stuff. Um, then, I, like I said, I journal twice a day. So in the, in the morning, what is my number one most important task? I make sure I do all the hippy-dippy uh, meditation and affirmations and get my a, a hardcore workout in first thing in the morning get after I, I literally write for three hours a day working with the Pomodoro method um, but after that if I want to maintain uh, you know a, a, the qu- kind of quality copywriting for a seven-figure promotions I'm not going to be writing for more than three hours a day so I've got to uh, make sure that I'm doing the other things in my business which are workshopping training and grow on the business uh, for the back end of the day. So I get the most important tasks done first. I identify where I just put them into the calendar. I, have, I literally have an old school paper and ink calendar, uh, old school journal that I write what what time slots I'm doing what. I just schedule it. If I can't put it in my calendar, it, it doesn't exist in my life. So I just am ruthless with my time management and people management. Uh, you can't just call me up out of the blue and I'm not just going to chat to you on the phone. Uh, even though I might kind of do that to some other people uh, during the time that I've scheduled for it. Um, but I, I do risk extremely focused on getting the most important tasks done for the day. I love that. And so tell me, I'm curious, like you, you've mentioned some resources that you've used that have helped you uh, in the direct response, copywriting side of things, the sales side of things. Is there anything that you're reading right now or recommend any stuff that's like uh, insightful for you kind of with where you're at with your business and how it's growing? There is a book by Frank Betcher that's called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. And it's, uh, he, he credits Benjamin Franklin. But the more I listen to the greats like Gary Halbert and Gene Schwartz and Gary Bensavenga, those are my heroes in copywriting, as well as the, the living legends, which are Dan Kennedy, uh, Sean D'Souza, and uh, some of the. So I, I can give you a, a ton of resources, but I. I wrote down the 20 cult classics of copywriting that I relentlessly sell that I relentlessly study over and over and over again. Um, but how I raised myself from failure to success in selling is great for, I mean, how, how to manage your day and how to not get beat up because sell, selling is tough. 
the kind of the right kind of mindset and how to do it. Um, and then uh, scientific advertising, as far as how do you do that at scale? So the between, I mean, like I said, I've got 20 books, but if you just needed the top two, those, those two would change your life. I love it. Awesome. Well, hey, Eric, anything else to impart on those who are listening? Again, assuming that I think many of our listeners are, are service professionals or, or either full-time, you know, have a full-time job and are doing this on the side or are doing this full-time and running some sort of online business. I think we do have a lot of freelancers, consultants, um, solopreneurs in the audience. So any last pieces of advice for them before we uh, part ways? You've got to believe it in your mind before it can ever create it in life. And having a, a vivid vision of what you want to create is it has to, you have to have a clear picture of what you want before you're ever going to be able to create it. So you have enough time. Um, we all have the same 24 hours and it's how you use it is up to you. I love it. Well, Eric, thank you so much. And where can people reach out to find you and connect with you? Very simply, ericbakey.com. That's like easy bake oven with B-A-K-E-Y. I love it. Well, Eric, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches. It was a pleasure hearing your story and how you got started in your transition. And we definitely wish you a lot of success in the future. Thank you for having me.